this is how we disable toxic masculinity. We need to kill all men. This pagan patriarchalism that is coming back out of the shadows. Feminists hate patriarchy. It's the woman that runs the show and the woman that runs the community and is the backbone of, of that area. I'm a nasty woman. A loud, vulgar, proud woman. Patriarchy. Are you saying you have authority over me? Go eat your superior. I personally can't see why egalitarianism would be a bad thing. The assumption that wives should make babies instead of money is part of the patriarchy. Don't say hi to strange women you don't know. Patriarchy. The patriarchy. 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 But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. And that is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6-7. to 7. You are on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, and you are listening to The Patriarchy. My name is Tony DePani, and I am joined by my co-host, Pastor Joseph Randall Spurgeon. Woman, get back in here and make me a sandwich. Joseph, dare I ask, what kind of sandwich are you eating today? Yeah, man, it's it is a it's a nightmare in here. It's a complete mess. Nope. Okay. Uh, I I don't even. I'm I'm like, I'm kind of shaking. You're shaking, I'm not stirred. I am. I'm shaking because, well, I, I'm gonna tell you what I ate, and then I'll I'll get to why I'm shaking. Okay, uh, suspense is killing me. Yeah, well, uh, we didn't have anything in the house, so I went out to the store to get some stuff, and I was going to, there was like this um, uh, donut ham hamburger that I was thinking about getting. Donut hamburger. Ham hamburger. It's a hamburger with, with a ham sandwich on it and made out of donuts. I'm so confused. Okay, go on. Anyways... Uh, then I realized I'm a carnivore diet, so I can't eat that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say, that's definitely not going to fit in the diet. So I got it without the bun, and so it was just a hamburger and a hamburger patty. So, but I was like running late for our podcast, like you were going to be here. So like I was out trying to find it, got it. And on the way back, forgive me for this, I ran over my neighbor's cat. On, so on the way back from getting the donut hamburger that you did not get the donut on because you're on a carnivore diet, you were in a rush to get back for the podcast, and so you ran over your neighbor's cat. Okay, I think I'm, I think I have all the details. Yes, and well, let me down, Jen. I think it's my neighbor's <laughs> cat. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. So what I have done, I've wrapped the the cat. It's it seems to be okay. I don't know how bad it's been hurt, but I've wrapped it in a blanket and I have it right here beside me. That's not creepy in the slightest. As okay. soon as we're done, I mean, it's still living. It's just its tail is kind of, it looks like its tail is like just barely hanging on it. Okay. 
And so as soon as we're done recording, I'm taking it straight to Walmart. Dude, you're taking, why are you taking it to, I'm so confused right now. Okay. Why would you take it to Walmart? Well, you know, his tail's hanging off and it's just his tail that's hurt. So, you know, I've heard Walmart is the largest retailer in North America. Why? Why? <sighs> Deep breath. So I want to take Deep care breaths. of the cat. Yes, I know. Yes. Deep breath. Yeah. Oh. And speaking of oh, uh, no. the largest retailer, they also. <laughs> Save me. Uh, similarly, did you know that over 70% of the socks made in North America are made by the same company? No, I didn't know. I don't, you. And, and they have different brand names. Okay. But, you know, wherever you're, if you work for that company, uh, that company treats their employees very well. And every year they give them a bunch of free socks um, and they get to pick which brand of free socks they get. Okay. And so you can always tell a good company if it gives its employees sock options. Oh, man, that's terrible. That's so bad. That's so bad. See, when I see you stop posting dad jokes on social media, I get nervous because I know where they're going to go. And this is where they go. This is the black hole they all go to. What, what th- these are true stories, man. And uh, yeah, sure it is. And unfortunately, I apparently live in that black hole by myself. So I'm going to get socks at Walmart and uh-huh. retail this cat uh-huh. there. Which sock option are you going to get? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, uh. Wow, that was special. There okay, well, what did I eat? Um, well, tonight, I actually, tonight, I, I didn't have a, well, I, I haven't had a sandwich in quite a while because I also am on the carnivore diet, but um, tonight I had I just had bacon and eggs, so it was good. I had to eat really quick because I got home late and I was rushing to, to get to the podcast, but I, uh, yeah, it was you good. You didn't run over any cats on the way to the podcast, though? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Um, there's just really no retailers close to me, so I would have had to use duct tape, okay. so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. Uh, I feel like that's a joke I'm going to tell my kids. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> then I have to. The problem is I have younger kids. So do you. And sometimes if I tell them those jokes, they're they're like, huh? And I have to they, explain they, it, and that's not funny yeah. anymore. And they're going to be sad about the cat. <laughs> my three year old will probably be like, what? "What's wrong with the cat?" <laughs> like, no, that's not the point. Well, did you fix? Is the cat okay? It's it's funny, son. Like, why is it funny? Because he ran over the cat. No, no, Joe, Pastor Spurgeon ran it over. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it funny when he does it? I don't know. Ask him. Yeah, anyway, you're not going to like me. Thank you. <laughs> this is you know, okay. True story. This is a real true story. Every time that I bring up a sandwich thing, this is one of the few episodes you haven't done it when you when you've asked if my wife is, you know, if I say long time listeners, you'll understand. First time listeners, this is an ongoing thing. Whenever I say something my wife actually made for me, if it involves like cheese or bread or anything like that that you could actually make, Joseph generally will ask if my wife actually like you know, churned the butter, made the cheese herself, went out and harvested the grain and stuff like that. And it's become a longstanding joke. I will tell my wife about this, but my, my kids have overheard me telling my wife about this to the point now where when I'm like, oh, honey, this is really good. One of my kids will go, did you make the cheese yourself, mom? 
And then, like, you know, my daughter will go, of course she did. She went out and she milked the cow. And then she, like, she'll go through the whole thing that I've said before. And I was, and then my wife will look at me and I'm like, look, don't blame me. Blame Joseph, okay? It's his fault. It's not my fault. So I congratulations. Like your jokes have literally made a w- real world impact in my family's that's dinner good. time. That's, that's why the whole reason we do this. The whole re- this whole reason is to interfere <laughs> with my family. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Well, we're over with that part here. Let's move on to a segment. I don't know if we've had a segment for a while. I think it's been a minute since we've had this had this segment, but we're gonna do this. Let me uh, let me bring up our little player here. We're gonna do. This is ridiculous too. Here, let's inter- introduce it. <clears throat> Unintentional sources of truth. Okay, we're just gonna play this whole thing, then we're gonna comment on it afterwards. Here we go. There's way too many churches that don't have stones either. You sit up, be many wine and loose in those churches, they leave hungry. Praise God for testosterone. Amen. The vast majority, you know, the average 20 year old man nowadays has the same testosterone levels as an 80 year old man. What? And you want to know why the churches are so weak? Because they sing a bunch of sissy music. And their products of the culture that say and demonizes toxic masculinity, and they're drinking crap beer and soy lattes, which is a sex change in a cup. All parts of the body are essential, praise God. He loves you. Okay, okay. That's it. Can, can we just say, I don't know, possibly the funniest part of this video might be the lady commenting. From the congregation, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Oh my!" You're like, really? You know? <laughs> Amen. That, that's what made me laugh. Oh my goodness! So you gotta set. You gotta tell the content. This is a preacher, a uh, 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 preacher, independent, in, independent Baptist church. Independent Baptist. Very well, prominent yeah, in the was, video in the background. <laughs> yeah, it says that this guy looks like he's had a whole lot of cups of soy latte and no joke, fans. He looks like Chris. I thought when Joseph sent this to me, I thought it was a skit from Chris Farley on SNL. Like he looks like Chris Farley from SNL, which is what makes this the unintentional source of truth. That this guy is talking about craft beer and soy lattes and and all of this stuff. And this this guy, it's a it's a sex change in a cup. Yes, yeah, sex change. In a cup. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I don't. It almost seems like he's only preaching to one person. Like there's this <laughs> one old there's this one old lady in the congregation. Like, Amen, Pastor. It's his mom. <laughs> this yeah. is actually no. This is actually in his basement. Yeah. I, I love the the well, when he says the the average, and then she and they're like, "What? Yeah, what? Yeah. Like it's just oh my. Like well, yeah. so he's saying some things that it sounds like this dude listened to a lot of like Joe Rogan <laughs> or, or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has some kind of. Yeah. Red pill manosphere thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and so we said unintentional truths. Yeah. That uh, I was just reading that um, testosterone levels of, on average, are going down over the over the the last how many decades? Is it because of the sex and change in a cup? <laughs> it is. Yeah. The soy lattes and craft beer. I don't know. He's got a problem with craft beer. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, does is he okay with like? No, regular beer it's it's not craft 
I, I don't know. I, I don't. You'd have to ask him. I'm not. I'm not. You'd actually. You'd have to ask the little old lady in the congregation. <laughs> no, but um, it's interesting. I mean, it, it just kind of plays into like how how much social media can influence things, and um, and how people can take truths that are out there in different places and then like they get distorted, they become they're abused and misused and uh it's really easy to happen. Like that that's not really preaching. No. Yeah, that's more just it's recollecting. Like a rant. Yeah, well it was very much a rant. I mean his voice cracked at one point too. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I'm all for obviously as the patriarchy podcast, we're all for men having good testosterone levels for men uh, leading their homes. Obviously, we're, we're we are opposed to sex chains, even if they are in a cup. In a cup, <laughs> just gonna say. <laughs> and and yet, uh, I think there's actually a danger in some of this stuff. Even though we're kind of a, technically a part, we might call it be, be part of like the Christian manosphere there's a danger in it. I think, which is kind of revealed in this is like people don't always, uh, hear what you're saying. They add things to it and, and it gets distorted. Well, I think they'll take, they'll take good, good things. I mean, if you're learning about some of that stuff, I, we, like you said, we've mentioned it on the podcast. We've said that testosterone levels are, are really dipping like, and other people have too. I mean, I've heard, you know, Eric Kahn talk about it and uh, with Brian and a few other people. So it's not like talking about it's a bad thing, but I think it's, it's taking it. It's, it's almost, I think I said this to you before the episode. It's almost like when we had the episode early on about Barney Fife, where you, you learn something and you take it and you're just going to hammer it down everybody's throat um, without actually taking what you're, without actually doing what you're preaching to other people. Like, like I, I mean, clearly in that. I mean, I'm not saying that you couldn't have had a recollect, you know, he couldn't have had a revelation to himself there, like an epiphany that's like, hey, I need to go on a diet. I need to get this done. Uh, but it seemed more like he was just kind of trying to spout this off because it, it gets attention. You know, it does. I mean, when you find out testosterone levels are like at a super all-time low and then you need to, it kind of pushes you as a man to be like, well, I, I need to, I need to make sure my testosterone levels are high enough or I need to make sure I'm manly enough. And like you were saying, we are part of the manosphere and in one sense, the Christian manosphere, I guess. And so I think it could be a temptation, especially on social media, at least starting there maybe, to feel like you're not measuring up um, and then to overreact in maybe a couple different ways to it. Um, so today's episode, uh, I, I have no idea what we're actually going to call this episode, but Today's episode theme really sex is... Change sex change in a cup. Sex change in a cup. Just call the episode Stop Drinking Craft Beer or something like that or whatever. Yeah, you, I don't know. You've got to call it. I'm, I'm serious. Sex change in a cup. You know what? We might do that. We we might actually do that. That might. I like funny episode titles. So if this, if this okay. turns out to be sex change in a cup, this is where it came from. Anyway, today's the today's topic is not necessarily sex change in a cup, soy lattes, or, or, or craft beer, but it's more about being content with where God has placed you. Um, and I would put an addendum to that without just staying stagnant where you are. Like we should be able to improve. You should be able to strive for 
being better, um, a better husband, a better father. I mean, that's what we do on the show. We, we try to take you along for that journey. But just because somebody else is doing something that maybe you want to be able to do or that you are not doing and they're really successful in one area or and you're not or something like that, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've just utterly failed as a man or that they're more important than you or they're making a better, better bigger or better impact. Um, and so we wanted to kind of touch on that topic today and kind of go over three sections. We wanted to go over social media We wanted uh, as an area. We wanted to go over uh, church, as an, uh, the church, like the local church as an area, and we wanted to go over like the home as another area. So we're kind of kind of go in that order. Um, but and, Joseph- you know, uh, kind of another, um, so you're talking about contentment while, without being stagnant and another yes. aspect of kind of like a, this could be another title or a subtitle of that is uh, setting our consciences free to obey God. Yeah. Um, uh, because we want your consciences to be free to obey God's commands, his law in all these areas. And so I think as we work through these things, you're going to see us trying to do that. And it may seem at times then that we are opposed to certain things that we're actually not opposed to. Yeah. But, uh, um, we're not going to nuance we, everything to death because we're, we're yeah king, we're not going to nuance everything we're the kings to death. Of nuance. No. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Go back to where well, you what you were saying is right. It, it ties on the first verse that we read in the beginning of the episode. You know, I said, but godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment, and from First Timothy. And so, if we are striving for godliness, we're striving to do things for the Lord. Um, we should be content in what he's given us. It's, it's actually, that's actually a gain that we'll get from being content, which is sometimes it seems like that might actually not jive well together, but it does. It's, it's like if you're being content with what you have or what you've been given, that actually can be a gain. Like you're actually gaining something from being content in that. Um, and hopefully as we go over these three sections, you'll kind of see why that is. And again, as Joseph was saying, we're not, and as I was saying too, we're not saying stay stagnant. We're not saying not stretch yourself. We'll probably go over that later. Um, but what we are saying is, is just be be careful when you're looking at other people um, that, like Joseph said, that those things aren't binding your conscience just because you're not doing that thing, or because maybe even they think you should do that thing, and you're just like, I don't, I don't know if I should, or I don't, I don't know if I can. Um, well, a lot of people just see somebody else doing it, and they, and and they can really hype it up. Yep, well, really like good. this, like this guy, <laughs> we were just doing and, it, yeah. They can and hype then it up. you think, well, then I've got to do that, and you've not put any kind of legwork, any kind of thought into it. And just because and so, it's getting attention doesn't mean you have to do it either. You should have discernment yeah. in that. I think that's another thing we're talking about. And, and as we talk about contentment, we're not talking about non-improvement. Uh, I think there's a good verse that has to do with it, which is First uh, Thessalonians 4. Uh, 9 through 12. It says, Now as to the love of the brethren... You have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. For indeed, you do practice it toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. So here's this thing they're already doing. And then now the apostle says, but we urge you, brethren, to excel still more. So there is a sense of like you going to do more. There's there's pushing forward. And then he says to make it your ambition. To do what? To lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and work with your hands, just as we commanded you. Mm-hmm. So there's godly ambition here, and it's right along with like a quiet life. There's contentment in a quiet life, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And your own business and that kind of thing. So 
um, as we talk through these things, it's it's good to know that we're not saying settle. Yes. Yeah. Not not at all. We're not saying settle for for sinful behaviors and 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 just you just give up. But rather, we want you to be content and have godly ambition, and uh, to have your Christian liberty to figure out what how to obey God. So why don't you why don't you bring us into the first area then? So with social media, I think one area this is definitely a big area. I think we're at least in our modern culture can be something that can be a discouragement uh, at times, or it can be a, an area of problem. And so what I mean is, so for instance. Uh, Depending on what pages you follow, uh, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, but let, actually let's let's touch on Instagram real quick. So Instagram is a platform, as we all know, that's based on images, now kind of video and stuff, but basically started as an image platform, right? So the other thing you have to realize is images, pictures are just a snapshot in time. It's it's not the entire reality that you're seeing. You're not seeing everything that's going on. Plus, it, what's the first thing that Instagram asks you to do after you upload a photo? Apply a filter. So uh, automatically, you're, you're already adjusting that photo um, that's already been staged for you. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because uh, sometimes, uh, probably husbands, if you're listening and, and wives, if you're listening with them, you'll know this can be actually an area of struggle for your wives as well in a different way. Um, so I remember at one point, my wife was, she was following a lot of like homeschooling Instagram accounts, uh, some like gardening things, cooking, baking, things like that. And there was a point where I remember she was getting kind of discouraged. And the more we talked about it, the more it was because she followed so many of these accounts. So she was being flooded with all these pictures of just picturesque, perfect, you know, houses, the kids completely behaving and everybody sitting around the table and nobody's fighting, uh, dinners that looked amazing, all of that kind of stuff. But again, it's it's a snapshot in time. It's it's almost always staged. It's all almost always has a filter applied to it, right? Because that's like the first thing Instagram has you do, and then everybody's like commenting on it and liking it. And then the the thing that I said to her was this: You're holding your phone and you're looking at this picture, and why do you compare it to what you're doing? Because it's the moment your eyes look over the phone, five feet away is the, your kitchen. That's reality, and you're looking at this snapshot in time. And it's not necessarily that you're trying to compare it, but your brain makes you compare it because it's so close to us, each other. You're, you're looking at the snapshot, then your, your eyes glaze over to the kitchen, and then it's like, well, my kitchen doesn't look like that. And then your brain keeps making this comparison between the two. I saw this thing or I read this thing, and I immediately looked at the reality. And it's because we have information so readily available at our fingertips. Now, on the flip side, it doesn't mean that following those things is necessarily bad. You could get good ideas from them. You could glean good information from them. But what I mean is you just need to be very careful that you do distinguish reality from social media. Are you going to say something? You look like you're going to say something. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but Tony, you're talking about women. Women are the ones that do that. Okay. I was going to bring my next point. That, that, I, I was doing not, that. That's not men. That's I know, not men. I know. I know. But men, okay. men do this, right? Okay. And I'll give you an example. When I was on Instagram, to be fair, I think I still have an account, but I haven't checked it in like two years. But You should get off Instagram. I don't even know if I can get into my account anymore. I honestly, I, like, I, I don't use it. I know, it's I, it's trash. We're not going to go into that. We could have a whole other episode on social media. We're not going to do that. But okay, okay. I personally, I hate Instagram. But that being said, when I was on Instagram, the things I followed were I followed a lot of firearms uh, accounts, uh, whether that was training or just firearms accounts in general. I followed like a bunch of 
grilling and meat smoking accounts and things like that. And then I followed some of the some of the people that are be like in our our manosphere type thing. And one of the things I, I remember realizing at times too that happened to me was a lot of times I'd watch some of the videos and stuff for like the training, which I have done some training and things with firearms and security teams or whatever that I've been on. But there was always somebody that's done more, right? And then the 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 more you watch those particular kind of things, the more Instagram is going to feed you the same kind of thing. And then eventually it feels like the entire world is only doing these things and I'm not doing it. You're right. Like I, I can't go out and do that much training. I cannot travel to, you know, the middle of Montana somewhere and do this training right now. I just can't do it because I have a job that won't allow me to do it. Or I have things at home that won't allow me to do it. But because I see it so much and it's being fed to me so much, I've kind of, you know, inadvertently, uh, you, you kind of feel like, well, man, I, I probably need to do that. And I know there are guys out there, probably what you're referring to, there are there are guys out there that follow like weightlifting and bodybuilding things. And I'm, I'm just going to say it, probably one of the pieces of advice I'm going to offer is if you follow an account of a man who just takes selfies all the time, <laughs> I, okay. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you're going? That's where I was going. I was okay. going to say, first off, it's kind of weird. In reality, I think it's it's kind of gay. I mean, like if you're yeah, if you're yeah. doing nothing but looking at dudes with their shirts off, flexing muscles, I'm not saying you're gay. I'm just saying it's kind of gay. And I'm also saying I don't really know what benefit that is because we all know what muscles are in the human body here, right? And I just I think that's that's it's a problem. I, I'm not going to harp on it too much, but that would be one of my pieces of advice of a page is not to follow. But let me bring it back around because that actually brings me to my next point on this. I think social media is excellent at two different things. I mean, you could I'm not saying this is all social media does, but I think it is excellent at two particular things. One, and that goes back to this bodybuilding thing, puffing up your pride, like. You can make an account. Anybody can make a business account. Anybody can get a blue check mark on Twitter. I know you have to pay for it now, but you anybody know what I mean. Can start a podcast. Anybody can start a podcast. Anybody can write a book. Anybody can write a blog. Anybody can take you know these pictures and and whatever they're doing, and they can put it out there. And to be fair, technology today makes it pretty easy to make that stuff look good, sound good. Um, all of that and get it. I mean, if you want to pay for advertising, you know, Facebook will offer to give you money for advertising and then randomly deny it to you because they find out you're the patriarchy podcast, but never let. Um, that kind of stuff happens. But so I think it's very good at puffing up your pride because you can, you can make really clickbaity things. You know, you can name the name of your video, something really clickbaity that people are going to, you know, click on it right away. Like sex change in a cup. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Would you get to curate your image absolutely you, exactly it's a, it's, as it's just you like want. Instagram it's it's just your posts on social media so if we're talking Facebook here Twitter it's still it's just like Instagram it's still just a snapshot in time okay it doesn't mean that it's bad to use social media but you have to be careful when you're following people even us I've said this so many times you don't know me personally you don't know Joseph personally. I don't think we're bad people or bad guys, but you don't see us screw up, okay? I mean, you hear Joseph's jokes, and that's kind of a screw up, but <laughs> but you don't see us in real life. You don't see us sin. You don't see us, you know, repent to our wives or our kids or, you know, our, our, our people in our church or whoever's sending it. We, you don't see us not hit the mark we're trying to do. You don't see that stuff. You You get a snippet in time with us. I think we try to be pretty honest about that. I think that we've both 
put things out on this episode of it, it, detailing when we have failed in the past. I think as a as a point to show people like that this is how you could fail and then come back from it kind of thing. But you have to be careful that you want, that if there's somebody that's constantly just posting about themselves and the things that they do and offering you no real actual practical advice for how you in particular you know it just even a generality can can improve yourself um if it's mostly about them i would just say just ditch the account just don't don't follow that person anymore uh even if they maybe sometimes have good things to say i mean i guess you can but if it's really a point of discouragement to you then find it there's plenty of other accounts to follow well it may not even be a, a turning it may not even be a discouragement going back to the bite of the conscious thing is sometimes even we can speak very strongly about things that um, that are applications. Yeah, and uh, you have to be discerning. Like, okay, they said they do this. Uh, you know, everybody wants to know what your uh, what's your day to day schedule like, or or, and then you you feel like okay, well, I just copy and paste straight over and i'll have yeah, the exact same the, results this, yeah and yeah. this is the way to do it mm-hmm. right and it's the only way to do it mm-hmm. um yeah or you know you, you're it also fills you with envy if you're not mm-hmm. careful like uh rick warren's library has this <laughs> <laughs> seriously i know <laughs> he has this video clip he's got like this secret hidden library that's huge, bigger than my house yeah. And uh yeah. I, I well, don't know if he's know, read any of the it books. It's a good example of what you were just saying. Uh taking things and copy and pasting it um you know into your own life and expect the same but actually just reminding because you and I both are on the carnivore diet. Okay, yeah. but you and I both are not doing it the exact same way. And you and I both are not doing the exact same way as other guys that we know they're doing the exact same way. We we've we've tailored it to I mean we're largely doing it the carnivore way but what i mean is we, we've tailored it though to our lives and what are what we're trying to accomplish with it we've taken something from somebody else or that somebody else is doing and we've applied it to our lives in, in such a way that we feel it's helpful to us rather than and, 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 and this person. is kind of a helpful so as we talk about social media we're not and all this stuff we're not necessarily bad mouthing at all because that's a good point right, right like right. we yeah, are yeah, yeah. and probably neither of us would know what the carnivore diet is without some kind of social media correct though yeah. i learned i learned from it from a local a church near me that we partner with. So mm-hmm. they were doing it, but then I researched. And so um, we're not trying to downplay the, the use of following these things. I think that that's another ditch too, is like, well, they, they don't have you. There's no good in that yeah. and just isolate yeah. yourself from the world. But mm-hmm. you got to pick people that you can trust. You got to pick people that uh, um, I think share their failings with you. Some people that, uh, um, tell you not to be like them at times. Yeah. And uh, just, you, you have to be mindful that social media um, is in one sense, it's all too real. In the other sense, it's not real at all. It's like, Correct. <laughs> um, it brings out our, our, our sin nature. We got to be careful and you want to be careful as you, as you listen, whether it's us, uh, you know, I think it's good to be a man. Um, King's Hall, King's Hall Hardman podcast, you know, Eric Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, the Cross Politic guys, yeah, our whole network, yeah. Um, any of us, mm-hmm. like we're we're just dudes with a microphone, yeah, right. Some of us <laughs> are pastors, some of us are not. 
some of us like uh, are learning. We're I think we're all kind of learning what it means mm-hmm. to be a man in our day and how to apply that. And we're figuring that all out. And some of it's good. Some of it's uh, things we get wrong. And your conscience is bound to what God's word says. Absolutely. You and when, and so I, I, when we or anybody speak something in harmony with God's word, you ought to listen and and conform to it. Uh, uh, especially when it's your pastor. Your pastor tells you from God's word that the preaching of God's word is God's word when it is faithful. You and should. If it's obey your it. pastor saying something, you should take a lot more stock in that than even like two dudes on a podcast. Okay. Like, I mean, seriously, because I think sometimes podcasting, and I guess I could kind of, that probably could be part of social media. Would you agree? That's sort of a social media. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all kind of the same. Yeah. It's all there, but you you can take things from uh, a podcast and, and you can apply them to your life and stuff too. But if your pastor is telling you something on that topic, you should take more stock in what your pastor's telling. I mean, he he's the guy that's actually, we're not there. I mean, we try to be helpful. I mean, I, we're pretty honest with what we're doing, but we don't know you. We're not in your life, you know, every day. I, I don't know what your kids' names are. I don't know what your struggles are. I'm not, you know, I, that kind of thing. We don't know that. And your pastor does. And that's yep. what he's supposed to be there for too, is to shepherd your soul. So I think, I will, so I think, let me t- touch on the second topic real quick. So well, I said, what did you say? Before you get there, I wanted to, to okay. Go ahead. To, go ahead. To, I wanted to say one thing that kind of hits on this too. Then another aspect about the social media thing, and I don't know if we're moving on, but um, there's a tendency to look at, and and it's like this chamber where like it, it causes you to want to have opinions and strong opinions on things you know nothing about from like get miles reaction. and miles to away to get a reaction right? to get likes yeah yeah to get a reaction t- because everybody else is talking about it now you have to talk about it and you yep. feel like you've done something yep like for example uh, I'm, I'm hesitant to even bring it up but for example did you guys know there's a place in Kentucky called Asbury <laughs> And there's this so-called revival going on. Did you know that? If you were on Facebook and you knew had any Christian friends in the last two days, you know about it, and you know what everybody thinks about it, and everybody's got an opinion. And but you should comment on it too. You should put in your yeah. two cents in every group that you're a part of, and on your page, and on your business. And page. You should yeah. debate it and get mad at people because they have a different oh, opinion and I'm cut so them tired. off. I'm so tired of hearing about it. And, and especially if your friends in real life and they have an opinion that's different than yours, you should really cut them off if they put it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that that honestly ties into this. So I said social media is excellent at two things. One, puffing up your pride. Second, tearing down people. Literally feeds right into that. Because again, I'm not saying that's the only thing social media is used for, but those are two large things social media is used for, is building up your ego and making yourself into somebody that you're not, and then tearing down everybody else. Like getting on there and just because somebody disagrees with you, just harping on them and comment after comment after comment, hopping into comment threads you got no business being in, uh, looking for ways, I think, to disagree with people. Um, And those things are not helpful. They're not. Just because somebody's talking about something somewhere does not mean you have to put your two cents in. doesn't mean that you can't because sometimes you need to comment on something or maybe you can offer some means of information that's helpful but largely in social media, when I see people in comment threads, especially the ones that go on for just 
ever, you know, hundreds of comments or whatever, they're generally not helpful. Nobody's changing their mind. It's not actually helping anybody. And all it does is suck your time away from your family, from your wife, from your church, from everything else that you should be doing. And it doesn't actually help. But like you said, even that, so there's the pride. Well, I guess it's both kind of a pride issue, but even the tearing down other people, it, it makes you feel important when. Well, let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Go ahead. I've had my mind changed by some of those discussions. Yep. But did the person um, jump in there and uh, just trash you? Well, not not necessarily, no. No. But did, they, did they come in as a brother and patiently reason with you and talk with you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably why your mind but, changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But um, I, your point stands. But I, I think there's good things. I, I don't want to feel, again... We said we weren't going to nuance everything to death, but I want to, uh, I want a soundbite that says Kings of nuance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, but here it is. The Kings of nuance on this. Obviously we use social media. We use podcasts. Mm-hmm. We use all this stuff. Correct. Uh, and I think as we mentioned dangers, there's a lot of great things for it. Figuring that out. But you just, I think part of figuring that out is like, you just don't have to be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You could be use uh, it. content with the person that God made you. Yeah. Yeah, like if you want to use it to to talk with other Christians and and learn. If you want to talk about Asbury revival, well, you're free to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you ought to be mindful that you use Christian standards of truth and things. I think you should always just ask yourself: Is does this profit me something in godliness, or does this profit the other person I'm talking to in godliness? Like, is is this a good thing to talk about? And sometimes it could be a good thing to talk about for so many comments. And then possibly after so many comments, it might just be a good time to just say, Hey, you know, this is a great conversation. Love you, brother. And like, leave it, leave it go. Just leave it go. So I, th- I think that could be something. So, okay, let me wrap up the section real quick here. So we don't belabor this too much, but so I think some helpful hints on this that we haven't already given is possibly what you might need to do is just go through whatever social media you're most on and maybe just reduce the number of people that you're following. You don't have to, unfriend somebody you could just unfollow their post for a while or unfollow a page's post but you can still like the page if you want to go check it from time to time but if you're constantly looking through your your you know timeline and you're seeing things that are causing you to feel like well man i'm just i'm not doing anything important i'm not doing these kind of things just maybe for a time period you just unfollow some of them and you only follow a couple of them that were kind of what we were talking about where it's like people just say like hey here's a post on some good practical advice Maybe try and do this today. Things where you can take actual steps to improve yourself um, without somebody just, I don't know, being this bigger than life ego type thing on there. And maybe they're not. I'm not trying to downplay everybody online, but you have to know yourself. So even if it's good people that you're following, even if it's us and you're listening to our podcast and your podcast at the moment is just overwhelming you, you could take a break. It's cool. You could take a break from podcasts and and then concentrate on doing like one thing to like improve yourself this week. I think that's a legit thing to do. Do do you agree or what's your comment on that? I agreed with everything except for you just can't stop listening to us, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) You could send us money in the meat. No, Uh, but I I have gone through and I just unfollowed Tony because he said that. Hey, (laughs) hey now. So I, I think there's that. I think that also you could just limit your time. So that's another thing you could do is if you're on social media all the time and you're lacking in giving that time to your wife and your kids and your church and other things you need to do, 
you could limit it. You could put an app on your phone that you know cuts you off at 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, something like that or whatever. Uh, if you have a real bad problem with it, you can't figure it out. Or you could just take a break. You could get off social media for 30. I have done this repeatedly where I've just taken hiatuses off social media for a while to go concentrate on some things I need to get doing. And it's always been good. And it's there when you get back. And guess what? It's There's still dumpster fire comments on there when you get back. But there's also good things when you get back to you. Sometimes you find new pages and you have a new perspective on it. So take that time, replace it with in-person time. I think maybe some mentoring from some good man in your church or just time with your wife and your family. But I think those are good things to do for social media. So hopefully that's helpful there. Patriarchy. Excuse this quick program interruption, but are you a Christian with a business service or product to offer? We'd love to partner with you and help get your business service or product advertised out to our thousands of listeners. This could be simply us reading an ad pre-written by you on the show. It could be us airing a commercial already made by you on our show. Or it could be us writing one for you, perhaps featuring one of our many characters, such as, uh, you know, Henry with an I. Or perhaps, confused Batman, still don't know where I am. Or maybe Leonard from the Matriarchy. Or if you insist, Polly the Transparent. If you'd like to partner with the Patriarchy Podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at contact at thepatriarchypodcast.com with some information about your business, service, or product, and how you'd like to advertise or work with us. Our intent is to use the audience God has given us to help other Christian businesses flourish. So shoot us an email at contact at thepatriarchypodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now, back to the program. Excuse me, it's ma'am. I think we can move on to the next part. So the next part we wanted to cover um, was the church things in the church that um, possibly we could be discouraged with, and then also some encouragements and stuff on that. Although we do have a we have a clip, don't we? We have a fun clip here. Let me find our... Uh, this is another segment I think we haven't had in a bit, so here we go. Oh, that's heresy, Patrick! Okay, so I, I don't know that this person actually needs any kind of an introduction because you're probably going to know exactly who they are when I play it. So here we go. There is greatness in you. You weren't created to live off a of manna. Don't have a manna mentality. Don't complain when something ceases in your life. If it stopped, it wasn't supposed to be permanent. It's just a step on the way to your destiny. Good old Joel. <laughs> Yeah, don't be content with the manna that God gives you because that never got Israel in any kind of trouble. Uh, he doesn't pray for his daily bread, I guess. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> he prays for the da- daily Cadillac or something. I don't know what he prays for, but goodness. Okay, I think that's a decent e- segue into uh, the church okay, segment, okay. although he's not yeah, really so considered the church. There's, it's similar that it's interesting that we start with social media because it actually bleeds over a lot in the church life. You, a lot of people learn things, and 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 some of them are good principles and things from social media or other places, other preachers, other things, and then they bring it, and then they compare their church to it. Yeah, but ser- sermon audio. I mean, not a bad thing, but yeah, yeah. You may hear other pastors online with other sermons, and then yeah, like you said, you compare it. Immediately compare their church to it, and uh, man. I don't know how many people I've talked to who are discontent with their church. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, it's, we can do a whole episode on this of actually talking about that, finding a good church it, and being involved. Fun in, fact, that or, actually is, we're, we're going to do an episode on that. We are? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Good. 
All right. Well, Tony, Tony's got it going. But yeah. So, but uh, part if if part of that is because you're constantly comparing it to elsewhere, it, it it's not fair. It's oh, not wow. fair to make your pastor compete with with Jeff Durbin or Doug Wilson or Joel Osteen. <laughs> Though that's probably not a bad competition no, there. That last one, maybe. <laughs> hey, if you want, your pastor will always win. <laughs> He'll always win. So maybe put him up against that. But no, but like. No, that's, a, such, that's such a low bar. <laughs> that's like burying the bar underground and <laughs> having walk over it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, no. But um, constantly comparing them like Paul Washer or somebody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All the names. And then, you know, all like the, all the kind of things that you're supposed to do um, in the church, your church. And this is not to say your church is perfect or that these other people don't have good insights, but God put you where you are and you are, uh, you're to be faithful there. Right. If you think about Romans chapter 12, uh, it says, for the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Hmm. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are in one body, in Christ, individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. And then he goes on to, to give the gifts th th that he's talking about there. And um, God has placed you where you are. You, there's the sense of not being puffed up with pride there, right? Not thinking more highly of yourself, but also thinking of yourself with sober judgment, which uh, the opposite of not thinking more highly of yourself is not to think, uh, uh, is not to think of yourself not at all. Mm -hmm. Or sorry, it's not to think lowly of yourself lowly, or to yeah, think. Yeah, I'm sure, man. What am I saying? Think less of yourself is the trying to think that. C.S. Lewis actually has a thing. It's not, it's not about thinking less of yourself. It's actually thinking of yourself less. Yeah, that's, yes. that's a good quote. Uh, and I, I actually just talked about this on this past Sunday. Um, there's this account in, in uh, Matthew 26 where uh, uh, Judas is getting ready to portray Jesus. Jesus is getting ready to eat the Passover, and there's this woman who um, comes in, and she's going to an anoint Jesus with all this expensive oil. And they're at this other house. People are watching it, and here she comes in. And as you read the account, you just have this sense of like, can you imagine sitting there at the table? Like, you're kind of like, okay, it's not her house somebody else's house it's simon the the leper's house here she is she just comes in and starts anointing jesus and kissing his feet and they're in the middle of dinner and you're like you're you would be tempted to be just like the disciples and to be like judas like what is this woman doing mm -hmm. and as you watch as you read it you get the real sense that she has totally forgot herself like she's yep. forgot her surroundings. Yep. She's forgot the same somebody else's house. It's the only thing she's thinking about is Christ. Yep, she was and overcome. Yeah. Yeah. She's serving him, and that's that's humility. That's real humility. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
And so uh, I think about, as we're talking about this, giving yourself to your local church is so important and um, not judging your local church necessarily by everybody else, but yeah, judge it by God's standards, recognizing that uh, I think as the Westminster says uh, something along the lines, even the best churches have issues and, and, and some churches have lots of issues mm-hmm. and um and so you need to be be mindful that you're not always comparing else and also that you're not binding your consciences because of that. You know, um, I wanted to talk about uh, a family integrated church movement. Yep. yep. So tell me about what that is, Tony. Well, uh, I mean, it can be, we'll, we'll go into, I think, the nitty gritty of it, but basically the premise that your children should be with you um, in worship. They should be in the sanctuary with you or what have you call it. They should be there when the pastor's preaching and you're singing psalms and hymns and they should be part of it, that they should be sitting there with you. But, and I think this is where you're going to go into the rest of it, right? You're going to go into the pitfalls of it? Yeah, well, it's it's not just the family integrated worship part. There's the whole idea of the family getting at church, which is the idea yes. that not only should it's good to have your family together and worshiping together and all ages together in the worship service, but that it is mandatory by God's command that you never, ever have any kind of age segregated anything or mm-hmm. sex segregated anything. So like Sunday school. Yeah. And the people that push this will say stuff like Sunday school is from evolution and it was uh, created in the, the, you know, the early 1900s and, or they'll, they'll, I've not actually heard that. I've not actually heard that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a mindset coming from that. Yeah. I'm being a little bit, uh, what do you want to say over the top with it on that? But, um, they make arguments about like, it's almost like conspiracy arguments about like these things were, were against where, were, that's where they came from. Gotcha. And it's, it's actually a genetic fallacy. So if you know your, your logical f- fallacies. Future Tony here. A genetic fallacy is accepting or rejecting a claim based on its origin instead of judging it by its merits. And so, well, the, the real question is, well, what does God's word require of us? And I, I think you can make, and we can do a whole episode if we wanted, that um, there's examples in scripture for when the whole family might not have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, in Nehemiah is a place, or, or Ezra. Uh, we also see um, that they had in the synagogues, they had like, they had schools, like, like in the synagogues, like, so different people would be different ages. In fact, we know that men and women actually sat separately Separately. in the synagogues. Yeah. Yep. So they were separated there. And um, we see, I mean, there's all kinds of accounts of this, Uh, but what happens is people get their conscience bound and, um, they they end up leaving churches over it, um, getting mad at churches. They end up accusing godly people of being compromised or or um, all that kind of stuff. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because one of the arguments against it is that uh, it is the church coming in and taking over the fam- family's responsibility to train their children and it is also the parents just abrogating their responsibility by giving it over to the church, right? Mm-hmm. 
So uh, just, and, and there is this kind of mindset out there, just as like somebody might send their kid to school to learn and they send their kid to a sport, sports league to do this. Now, you know, they send to the experts to get their religious instruction. And I, I see that, uh, that ditch, but uh reason I'm bringing it up is because is there any kind of other motive and reasoning why a father who is overseeing the discipline of his children, who thinks that he is the, and who believes that he is the primary disciple maker as scripture teaches, could there be a legit reason why a father might say, you know what? Uh, I, I want my children in a Sunday school, or I want my children to go to a, a student ministry or I want my wife to go to a a, 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 a women's Bible study. Is there any legit reasons? I, and, think, I think so. Yeah, I think there are plenty. I, I, mean, think, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I think one of them would just be to show that you, in terms of like church government, that you you can submit to the church government, that you can submit to another authority. I mean, that you're trusting, like as a father, that you're you trust your your elders that much that you're like, yes, I can I can send my children where I can't see them. And I trust that they're being taught, you know, what is good. That, and and that what you're doing well, is actually teaching your children then submission. Correct. I was just actually, that was my next part, is just saying that's also something teaching to your wife as well, that, you know, that to submit to those, you know, they, to submit to, because that's, we talked about submission before, that that's, that's it is a source of strength for a woman to be able to submit um, when they can't control it or to be able to submit, you know, to their husband in that, and that, uh Doing it in that way without grumbling, um, and the same thing with like this. Doing it in such a way as without grumbling to your church, to being able to allow your children to do that, to have somebody else teach them these things. I mean, of course, we're not saying have utterly no idea what they learned, right? I, I think it's a good thing to talk about to them afterwards. Hey, what'd you learn today? You know, it's a good thing to know that, but it doesn't mean that you have to actually be in the room. <laughs> <laughs> with them, you know, listening to every single thing that's going on either. There, I think there's a lack of faith and trust in that. Well, I want my children. So there is a, a sense, hear me out, that my family, at least the nuclear family, is temporary. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. I know where you're going. My children are going to grow up and they're going to leave my house. The church life is not temporary. Correct. Long after they leave my house, they need to be involved in the church. Now, I'm always going to be their dad. They're always going to have the duty to honor me. There's there's extended family. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay that and get rid of the family uh, as a as a, a sphere of authority. Sphere of authority. But um, I want my children, for example, to know that they're going to have other mothers and other fathers in the faith, and I want them to start seeing that, like. Uh, I want them to see that that there's other godly men, and I want I want other godly men to pour into my children's life, my sons' lives, Absolutely. godly women to pour into my daughters' wives. Because believe it or not, I don't know everything, <gasps> and also I'm no. not gifted in everything. <laughs> yeah, this is part of actually going back to that humility, uh -huh. knowing yourself. And I know that I have weaknesses and I know I have blind spots. I don't know what they are, but I do. And, but I know other people have strengths where I am weak. And if my children are only ever taught by me in every single area, because usually the people that are like this are also homeschool only. I mean, it's just like this very shelter idea. If they're only ever taught by me 
uh, how do I get them to have the strengths that I don't have? And to be fair, listeners, we both homeschool our kids, so nobody go off on a tangent about how we hate homeschooling. We we think homeschooling's good, but there's you have to view it in the right the right light. And I also know that I I, I don't send my kids to a nursery during a worship service. Mm-hmm. I I want them there. I think it's important for them to learn during the worship service. But uh, the, the whole point of this is actually not really a, an episode about family integrate. We didn't do this just to do that. This is an example, <laughs> yeah, of how you as a man, a father, a member of a church uh, need to exercise your Christian liberty and 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 uh, do what is best for your family, make decisions that are wise for your family and and that are in accordance with God's commands and that are in obedience to the place God's placed you. It's about contentment to where you're at. Well, here's something that ties back to even the social media thing we're talking about. Maybe you're on social media and you're following some accounts and you see this account and it's this just picturesque perfect of a father and his son and they're out in the wilderness and they want hunting and they just killed their first deer and you think to yourself, man, I haven't taken my kids hunting. I don't know how to do it. I've never grown up doing hunting. How am I ever going to do this? I got these other things that I need to do right now. Well, guess what? Like Joseph was just saying, there are other men who actually know how to do these things and could teach you and your son. And it's a, it could be a point of learning humility to be able to go to this man and be like, hey, I really would like to teach my son how to do this. I don't have a lot of time, but I want to learn how to do it myself too. Would you help us? And I, go to some man in your church that would know how to do that. And then also on the on your daughter front, if you never allow your children to learn from anybody else in the church, how are you going to how do you jive with scripture and talking about Titus women that are supposed to teach the younger ladies how to be good wives? Like if you never let them learn from <laughs> other ladies, then they're not going to be able to do that. So just have some humility, I think, and be able to find other people that know something that could teach your kids and, and have faith. I think it's a lack of faith when people don't do that. It has to do with contentment. Also like, uh, you know, a lot of some people, are blessed. They have really got good churches. Like they have this great, I mean, I, I think my church is the best. It's awesome. Some people really struggle and maybe they feel like, okay, I'm the only young family. We're the only people who got little kids and everybody else is like gray head. Well, here's the question. Have you gone to any of those people and asked them like, Hey, can we come over to your house or would you like to come over to our house? And you know, I would yeah. like my kids to learn from you. Know, what's your job? Have you talked to them and figure that out and ask them, um, you know, I know it's real common today for everybody to attack boomers and all that, but maybe there might still be some wisdom that you can learn. Mm-hmm. And so part of contentment is being just content to like figure out where you're at now in your own situation. Uh, uh, and let me say a word to the men who are, uh, we're, we're kind of talking already about this, but men who are not pastors and elders. So there's two things, right? God has created pastors and elders, so you need to be humble and recognize that's you're not that. So let's start with that. Maybe God's calling you to that, and you should you should strive for that. And I think everybody should strive for the qualifications Qualific- of eldership. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But if you're not that, then be humble and just don't judge your pastor too harshly. Right? Love him. Uh, one of the I think it was Cipril. I'm not sure which uh, church father just said, never do anything without your bishop. And 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 what he <laughs> meant was like, um, just submit to your authorities and love them and and 
and uh, don't get out and be an isolated Christian. But mm, yeah, um, just have some patience with your pastors and elders. Um, submit to them where you can. If they're teaching things that are ungodly or or not in accordance with God's word, then you obey the word of God more than man. But recognize you're not a pastor. So if you're just sitting there judging them the whole time, you're not content. Yep. But uh, on the other hand, also recognize this. Just because you're not the pastor and the elder doesn't mean that you're not valuable in the church, actually. You are. Uh, the, one of the duties of the pastors and elders is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And it goes back to that passage I read in Romans 12. You have giftings and talents and they are needed, whether they are simply you're good at organizational things and you're good at stacking chairs. Well, then give yourself to that and uh, don't worry that you're not somebody else. Don't worry that you're not somebody else because you're needed and you may not get all the the accolades and, and all the, the limelight and earthly uh, uh, rewards and, and praise. Like you may feel like you're unappreciated, but you're not. Again, this past Sunday I preached when Jesus was getting ready for Passover. The disciples said, we're going to go prepare for Passover. And uh, he, uh, they said, well, what do we do? And he said, well, go and find this certain man. And tell him that the master's coming. He's going to stay in your house, right? We're going to use your house. Scripture doesn't tell us who that man was. It was a certain man. Yep. And yet he was used by God for the Passover, where we get the Lord's Supper from. His house, his things were just like, it was very matter of fact, we're going to use your place. It wasn't like, hey, can we please use it? No, we're going to use it. <laughs> yeah. And and he doesn't even get his name mentioned. And yet he does have a place in Scripture there was probably somebody around that time going around and be like, hey, that's me. That was me. That was my house. <laughs> I'm the certain man. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, you don't always have to do things for the uh, the approval of men. And we know this, the, the, the work we do for the Lord is not in vain. So God remembers. Again, I, I was reading Romans, the, Roman, the end of Romans, and it just lists all these names and there's several of them we just don't really know much about at all. And yet God didn't forget the people. So he doesn't forget you. And I think you can be really content in your church life recognizing that and by just giving yourself to it. Patriarchy. At the Patriarchy Podcast, we've covered topics ranging from getting married, having kids, discipline, self-control, and the list goes on. But as any man knows, the intent is to always improve, to be a better husband, a better father, a better man. So if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, someone you'd like us to interview, a book you'd like us to read, or even a second round on a topic we've already talked about, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at contact at thepatriarchypodcast.com and let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about next. That's contact at thepatriarchypodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now, back to the program. Excuse me, it's ma'am. Okay, so moving on to our third and final section here, we want to talk about the home and some areas where you might get discouraged at home and also some encouragement and some practical application for that too. So I think to start out, one of the things some men get discouraged in is from comparing your family 
to another family. And this could happen in multiple ways. It could happen from seeing pictures of family on social media. It could happen from seeing other families at your church. It could happen from seeing families that your neighbors maybe you're playing with or whatnot. Um, but comparing your family to another family, uh, it's problematic in multiple ways. I mean, some of it's probably obvious, but I think it's certainly unfair to your wife and kids because they are not this other family. It doesn't mean you can't look at another family and glean good things from them like, oh, hmm, maybe they do it this way. We could try to do it that way. Or maybe they're doing something here and that, oh, that's a good idea. Like, that's fine. But trying to be another family is a whole other problem in and of itself. And it can bring a whole lot of problems into you. It can bring in, actually, ironically, what our last, our two episodes ago was expectations, right? So it can give you wrong expectations, unrealistic expectations for your family. Um, if you expect them to act in a certain way without doing the work required to get them to the point where they're they're acting in that way. Um, do you have any comments on this particular point, Joseph? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people do that everywhere, right? With mm-hmm. like, okay. We're all guilty of it. I mean, we are. Essential, we di- essential yeah. oils, <laughs> diets. <laughs> diets. Yeah, yeah. Um, vacations. Oh, man. Homeschool. That's a big Yeah. Vacations. What's a big one? Homeschool. Homesteading, I think, was going to be another one. I was going to say, like, gardening, chickens, whatever you want to say. None of which we think are bad. Yeah, none of which we think are bad. And we've had, and we will probably have again, people want to talk and give you encouragement in those things. Yeah, yeah. But the goal is always, like, I think what we're trying to get at is there's principles Mm -hmm. and there's applications and wisdom is like the hard work of taking the truth and applying it. And, and you know, truth is what you you study. Knowledge, in a sense, is studying and growing in what you know. And wisdom is figuring out how to apply it. And and what we want you to do, really, again, saying it again, is to be able, with God's commands, to make the best and wisest decision as a man in your station where God has placed you because you have authority as in your home. Maybe you didn't have it in the church, but you have it in your home. And, uh, or maybe you don't, maybe you're uh, a, a young man, but you're still there and you've, you've got to figure that out. But um, let's assume that you're the father or the, the husband and you've got authority. And with that comes making wise decisions, not trying to copy and paste or, uh, and part of that is like recognizing the people that you have, thinking about the people that you have, studying them. Who's your wife? What is she yep. like? What does she love? What about your children? What do they like? What do they love? And and you can see what other people do. And again, there's principles, there's things you ought to do, like work, family worship or devotions, uh, training up your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. I think educating, discipling them in the Lord. Uh, uh, there's lots of principles from Scripture, teaching them God's commands, preaching the gospel, um, providing for them, all those things. But part of the wisdom we want you to have is, well, be content with what God gave you and then work to improve it, work to uh, work to do well with what gave you God gave you and, and just stop Try and always compare yourself with others. Well, so I was going to say something for home life. I think that I try to remember all the time is if you get back to just the bare basics of what you're starting with and you take encouragement from that, again, being content with what you have. So uh, if you're, you know, if you're uh, a young man and you're not married yet, okay, do you have good health? 
Okay, good. Be thankful for that. Do you have a job? Good. Be thankful for that. I mean, if you don't have those things, work towards that. You know, take things one at a time. But look at it as a challenge. Look at it as the mission rather than something to be discouraged about. For, for men that are married, do you have a wife? Good. Bible says having a wife is a good thing. Do you have children? Good. Bible says that they're a blessing. Is, your, you know, is there something that's not going well in your marriage? Okay, well, view that as a challenge. View that as the mission and try to take one step at a time. Try to break it down to small little parts and work on those little... I think sometimes as men, I don't know about you, but I do this. I think I, you try to tackle this giant thing. It's like, what, what was the whole... What's the best way to... What was it, what's, what's the best way to eat an elephant or whatever is it? Or, you know, that whole thing, you know? Yeah, one bite at a time. Yeah, one bite at a time. So I think that sometimes we will try to take the whole thing on without trying to break it down into little parts that we can actually deal with one at a time. So what I mean is, so start from the beginning and look, where, what are these things in my life that are blessing? Because you have blessings in your life, okay? Even the fact that you're alive. God gave you life. God gave you a life, and what's the point of your life? To, to glorify Him and enjoy Him forever. I mean, this is a blessing. This is a good thing. So take that as a source of encouragement and move on from there. And then if you have little things you need to work on at home, if there's there's a section of your home you need to improve upon, take that in little bites. If there's something with your kids and you want them to behave in a certain way or you want to add something to it, take it in small chunks and continue to build on it. And eventually you're, you'll have it. But make a game plan on it rather than just, oh man, it's not the way I want, don't want it to be. You know, I don't want it to be this way. It's not the way I want it to be. I see these other guys and they're doing it perfectly. Again, we've already commented it's probably not perfect but i think if you can take that and you remind yourself each day of the things that god has blessed you with so which you should be praying every day multiple times i would hope and you should be thanking god for the things he's blessed you with and and even if you take a walk outside make it a point every day to try to find things to thank god for i mean i've taken walks before just thank god for the nature hey this is a really cool bird that just flew down god thank you for making a bird that looks really cool and that making me for to enjoy it Thank you for this tree that gives me oxygen. Thank you for the sunshine. You know, those kind of things. It, start making it a practice to be thankful for the things God has given you. And I think this the discouragement will become less and less because you'll be more content in what God has. You'll start to see, you know, God's plan in your life is to be, uh, here's some things I, I need to battle these battles. And then we get over that. Or here's the next battle to go on to. But you can still be thankful for, for what you have. So stop comparing, I think. And... Um, Joseph, what you were saying is just be content. Yeah, and thinking you can just like magic button it or, or yes, if yes. I just find the right homeschool curriculum, <laughs> that will do it. If I just get the right yep. homestead thing, I, if I, I, you if know, I just if I just I, buy chickens now magically, it's all going to be fine, you know. And yeah, if I or just move to Idaho or I move yeah. to somewhere and you're always looking elsewhere man and it's not we're not discouraging again improvements we just want you to have the wisdom to do that without feeling bound by what other people are doing being bound by uh um things that are applications versus uh um principles right we we uh you got to disciple your children in the fear and admonition of the lord and you got to train them and teach them and educate them. They need a Christian education. How you carry that out, I think there's some room in that, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to be free because, for one, you know the frames of your each of your children. One son may need tutoring in something else. He may, maybe he needs to be put in a uh, a, a private school because 
just whatever his giftings, his personality. It's not working with your wife or with you and whatever. It's not a failure. Right. It's an, it, 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 it's a failure if it's because you haven't tried and you're just giving up and right. you're not actually doing something. Right. But it's not a failure when you look and you say, no, actually, this is the best decision that we can make within line with God's commands that fits the print, that follows our principles and is aimed for God's glory. Then go ahead and do it. And then don't think that you are somehow less than because you sent your child to a, a, a private school and you, you didn't homeschool them or vice versa, or, you know, um, there's all kinds of different things, right? Uh, that you can think about, right? Well, we're, we're not, we're eating organic stuff and other people are not eating. Or, I mean, some of that stuff gets so contentious Oh, very, and it's silly very, that it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and again, I'm not saying like just throw it up and like have no thoughts about any of this, but yeah. I think we're actually saying the opposite. I think we're actually saying actually put the real thought into it because I think on both sides of that, it's people not putting thought into it. It's either people just giving up and saying, I'm, I'm just not going to do any of this at all because I don't want to think about it. Or it's people the opposite direction, taking something and going like, well, I'm not going to think about it because this person did it. So I'm just going to do it the exact same way. It's going to have the exact same results. And it's it's frustrating and discouraging in both sets. So in the middle of it, because again, just like Joseph said, and he's mentioned it multiple times in the show, and we'll probably continue to mention it, there's ditches on both sides of the road. But the road in the middle would be learn from other people, look for helpful things that you can implement into your life or your family's life or whatever it might be, and then think it through. I mean, both, I think, Joseph and I, when we came across the carnivore diet, I, you correct me if I'm wrong, Joseph, but this is what I did, and I think it's what you did. I was like, huh, that sounds like an interesting thing that could be helpful. I'm going to go study about it and learn about it. And that's what I did. I read articles. I listened to people talk about it. And then I figured out how I was going to implement that in my life for my health and for what I wanted to accomplish with it. I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but is that, is that what you yeah, did? Yeah, and you yeah. and I didn't even talk about it. I didn't know. No, we actually did. didn't. You, yeah. No. I, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I've just had some health things and... Uh, I was looking into, I'm already, I already eat very low carb anyways. So, um, well, I, there was something else I wanted to share, which is, uh, sure. uh just some, th uh, some really just a practical list. I got this from Jake Mensel actually. So, yeah. um, I saw hey, this on Twitter from his Twitter. So if you, if you don't know Jake, you can find him over on Warhorn media. Yeah. We're, he's, a. uh, He's in and, and it, it felt, it felt like this. I mean, it seemed like this went right along with what, uh, what we've been talking about here. And it's like, all right, you want to be good. You want to grow. You want to be in the top 10%. Well, in one sense, this is just the basic stuff that you do. And like, you don't have to worry about anything else. Right, right, right. Read your Bible and pray. Center your life around your church. Build your family. Work hard. Build strong relationships. Read books. Turn off the news, eat well, get sunshine and exercise. And I added, be thankful. And uh, you do that, you're in the top 10% already. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Right? You just do that. And then then you'll have the wisdom to make all the decisions and, and you'll figure out what to do at the home, how to be faithful in your church. And then you'll be able to actually, at that point, you can actually probably be helpful on social media. 
Yes. Yeah. And sometimes thinking of those things in generalities like that, I think is helpful. Um, it's not that you can't get into specifics, but sometimes you take that general rule and you start to ask yourself, okay, this is a general good rule. How can I apply this in my life? And then you kind of figure out the specifics in your life. I think that's helpful. Those are great things. By the way, listeners, if you don't, Jake and, and other people in Warhorn Media, if you don't know, they're, they're at Joseph's Presbytery, but also uh, Warhorn Media has quite a few shows. So you should go, you really should go follow a lot of their shows and podcasts um, on your podcast app. I listen to a lot. They're very helpful. So go find them, Warhorn Media. Or don't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just because I said so doesn't mean you need to. But I think it's helpful. <laughs> Shut up, Joseph. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's helpful. But yeah, if you already have too many podcasts in your app and you're too busy listening to it, then don't add to it or add to it. Just or go pick one or two or none or whatever. But that's the whole point. We think it's helpful. Maybe you don't think it's helpful. It's fine. And that's our episode for this week. But before you go, a few quick closing thoughts. Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 to 24 says this. Whatever you do, do your work heartily, as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. This episode is one I wanted to do for a while, actually. Something I've been extraordinarily passionate about this past year in particular is helping other men accomplish what God has given them to do, which I've been increasingly surprised to find is not what they're doing at the moment. And the why is exactly what we talked about in this episode. The outside pressure, the influence from others that you don't even really know, the image to maintain or attain, the checkboxes to check off, you get the point. All these things might be helpful to do or achieve, but not if you're eroding the bedrock of what God made you to do. Specifically, I'm talking about taking care of those immediately around us, our wives, our children, family, our church, the people we work with day to day. These are the people we need to tend to most and first. Not the people online, not the guys on a podcast, not the Twitter or Facebook thread 90 comments deep. And look, if all this other stuff, helpful as it might be sometimes, is taking you away from the mission and scale it back, or cut it out completely, or change how you interact with it. But the key to this is being content with who God made you to be, with what he gave you to do, and not constantly striving for someone else's standard. Because if God made you to be it and do it, (laughs) there's nothing more glorious for you to be or do than exactly that. So know your strengths and use them because you have strengths. God gave us all talents. And build tall, yes, but build from the ground up. Start right where you are with your wife, your kids, your church, and the men right around you. And look, as trite as a saying as it might be, it's true that God placed you there for a reason. Not me, not Joseph, not anyone else you. So take a breath, slow down, simplify your life some, eat the meat and spit out the bones of what you hear and take in from online, and get to work doing what you were made to do. Remember that the mission is not just your lifetime. It's generational. 
the world plans for now because it's all they have. But we build for our children's children. We build for the kingdom. Remember that. It might not be as flashy. might not have all the blue check marks, thumbs up, or follower count. But our mission outlasts all that. Have a plan. Stay the course. And have contentment in that. And that, gentlemen, is your homework for this week. Now get to it. So until next time, if you have not yet bowed your knee to Christ, repent and believe. And if you have, this is our call to you. Build, fight, protect, lead. This is The Patriarchy.